0: We always enjoy talking to our friend Dave Suter of the Tribune Democrat. And, uh, Dave, you've been very busy of late, of course. We just uh, got through local elections, and uh, there were some pretty interesting races that developed. Um, Good to have you with us today.
1: Uh, Good to talk to you again, Bo. Glad we got in contact.
0: Yeah. Hey, was there one among all the local races to you that really stood out uh, that kind of surprised you a little bit?
1: Uh, I would say the only thing that surprised me in the election was uh, the referendum question about whether or not the city manager should live in Johnstown.
0: Yeah. I think
1: that would lose, but I also think if they had worded it clearly and
0: people mm-hmm.
1: knew what they were voting for, I think if you put a question on there, should the city manager be required to live in the city of Johnstown, I think that would have won. But... If you read that referendum, you it was worded. It wasn't worded clearly. Gotcha. And, you know, it got. I could be wrong. Yeah, you know, maybe that, Maybe that's how people could called buy it. But I think. I think having worded that way probably got a couple extra votes on the yes side. But you don't know, and yeah, moving on from there. So.
0: So to eliminate any confusion that anybody might have, because maybe there's some people out in Somerset County that weren't aware of what this was in the city of of Johnstown. But there has always been debate. There has always been debate within the city of Johnstown about the quality of person that does that job. that it has been argued in the past that the city manager has to live within the city. But if you want somebody of of a good quality, you might have to swallow that and allow that person to live outside Johnstown. That's what the gist of this is, right?
1: Yeah. The Home Rule Charter said that uh, in legal terms, you know, domicile and all that thrown out, that the city manager has to live in the city. Now, the acting city manager doesn't. That's why they've been able to do that for so many times of having the acting city manager Mm -hmm. for prolonged periods of time. So now coming up, they're going to change the language. This next city manager search, which they're seem to think they'll be able to get done pretty quick and if they part of the issue is you can you cannot have a city manager contract passed when the next city council will be sworn in so that's in our case that's always like two years you know mm-hmm. like in, so in 2022 uh, they'll be sworn in so in then 2024 there'll be a new council so you can't have it longer than that two year period even if new council just means two new members coming on or one new member Yeah. so coming up here in January coming up here they're going to have everything they ever said they need to get a good city manager. The residency requirement is going to be gone. They're going to have the extra, like you know, up, pay up to one hundred and twenty thousand dollars because of the you know the grant funding and that stuff. Right. And it'll be the longest possible contract they can give under current state laws. So Interesting. Yeah. If they don't get, if they don't nail at this time to get the good city manager, it's on the people selecting at that point then because there's no more excuses.
0: What's um? Yeah. yeah so what's What's been the issue within the past? Has it been uh, just an inability to coordinate with city council? Has it been those strained relationships of uh, city authorities? Has that been a problem?
1: Um, I, th- I think that the state rule that plays a lot, I think uh, that plays a lot in it. That yeah. if somebody leaves in the middle and you're like, hey, you can come here, you can move here, you can have this job, and we can't guarantee anything past 11 months from now. That's going to, you know, a lot of people are going to be hesitant that you're either going to get people who are retirement age, you know, like looking for that last job before retiring, or somebody very new to the position mm. who might not be, you know, might not be ready yet for uh, that level of responsibility and everything. So that that, was, that is a challenge, no yeah. doubt about it. Uh, the money was always, you know, people, the job up until recently was 80000 which is great money for the city of Johnstown. Correct it's not great money for the people who are doing city manager jobs. You know, they can get paid more elsewhere. So they got the extra funding to go with that. Yeah. And then, you know, it's, if you're lining up, if you're looking for one of these jobs, you know, a city manager does not, there are places that have those that are in great financial shape. So if you're going to go there and, you know, just, okay, I'm going to be a manager. I'll do this, to bring my skills and everything. Or do you come here and, you know, there are a lot of, a lot of negative things in the town that you got to deal with. Mm-hmm. And then, that they don't want to live in the city. You know, that's been a, a thing. And there have been people who have lived, had established a legal domicile in the city that was, you know, I guess their toothbrush out of bed or something yeah. or other. Yeah. And the, they don't want to live in the city, which yeah. is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's all gone now. So we'll see who they get.
0: Yeah. Dave Suter, Tribune Democrat, talking about local politics and uh, the elections of uh, just recently. And uh, Frank Janakovic um, coming back for his uh, third term, a closer race than what uh, a lot of people uh, thought it would be. It was very interesting. And uh, also uh, the city of Johnstown with a couple other things with um, uh, some council and, and also school board races all over the place, too. So... How was turnout generally? Uh, You know, we we always talk about um, uh, off year elections not bringing people out the way that um, big statewide and national elections do. Same thing this year, Dave.
1: Uh, Yeah, it it wasn't as high as statewide or national. Where compared to other municipal years, I hate to say I don't know. Somebody else must have written that story as the follow up because I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. I know beforehand they were thinking it was going to be right around normal, maybe in Cambria, maybe a little, you know. A little bit higher than normal, but uh, yeah, say said I, I wasn't the one who wrote that article. Say, so, and I if I read it, I forget mm. where this carried out in municipal years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, yeah, municipal is always down from the uh, federal elections, especially if, a, especially if it's a presidential year. That's just huge.
0: You know, Dave, I, then, that, uh, that, that 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 always disappoints me because you know I I say it all the time, but. You know, it's school boards, it's those local offices where I think the voter really has the most impact, you know? Oh,
1: absolutely. And, I mean, you want people, you know, yeah, if you want to say in what's going on, you vote and everything. But, yeah, you can, your your day-to-day life is probably going to be more affected by who your seven city council members are than who is the president of the united states day to day everybody don't just start calling in and screaming and all this stuff at mm-hmm. everybody here but yeah, yeah. Your day-to-day because they're the ones dealing with the street to street issues in your life right you know whoever yeah. the president is not it's you're doing in 1.2 trillion dollar infrastructure plan mm-hmm. not hey here's the pothole
0: yeah so, and I'm, I'm curious, too, Dave, just the way that we've had this uh, shifting uh, demographics as, as concerns to D's compared to R's. And it seems as if when you get outside Johnstown, that, that R is getting much bigger, you know, than that, than the D is. You know, the D's still pretty considerable in Johnstown, but you're seeing a shift there as well, aren't you? I
1: think so, yeah. And then it's certainly outside the region. I mean, Cambria, Somerset, Bedford is all, I mean, well, most of southwestern western pennsylvania now is republican right the it's so by far the voter registration here flipped uh you look at the sheriff's race would donnie Robinson get to 70 70 some percent
0: that was a shocker you know what I, yeah. I mean it's not a shocker that he was going to win i think that most people saw that but the margin of victory to me was shocking
1: yeah I think anymore I mean I think in the countywide race the Republicans looking at having sixty sixty five percent in the bank before you know and not saying anything about any candidate take take that sheriff's race out. I'm just talking candidate a candidate b for whatever countywide race you're gonna have right that that built in advantage is there to the point where as long as that person doesn't you know runs a reasonably sensible campaign effective, raises the money necessary to do it and doesn't you know do something horrible or screw up really bad or yeah. something like that, that they've got 60% of the vote to, as a starting point, which is sixty four 40 a year down. Right. And it's pretty tough to overcome.
0: I don't see how the Democrats can reverse that, you know? I mean, it just seems as if, uh, you know, I, I mean, there's all kind of factors that probably go into it. Uh you know, I'm I'm sure the impact of the popularity of Donald Trump in this region is a big factor. But, you know, it, but that's not solely it. I mean, these numbers have been shifting for a couple of decades, haven't they?
1: Yeah, they were shifting and then Trump came along and it shifted on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. What we're seeing now might have taken another 10 years or so. Right. But he came long and that was, it's like, just jumped, just completely kicked into overdrive.
0: You know, you think of all those uh, Democratic representatives that have been in state house, uh, even representing Johnstown, you know, that uh, uh, Barbin, you know, the last Democrat to hold that seat before he was uh, defeated by Jim Rigby. It just seems as if that that's even that seat. uh, It's it's going to be tough for any Democrat to knock off a Republican.
1: Definitely, I think so, you know. Uh, and it would have to be a very, you know, moderate, moderate. Democrat.
0: Yes, right. yes.
1: Frank Burns, you know, he's very moderate. Pro-gun?
0: Yeah. Pro-life, pro yeah, right.
1: And he's the only one left in how many counties, you know, for on the state rep level or state senate level. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you're not going to come in here. Nobody's going to come in here as a... Uh, further left right you know, and, and be successful so uh, yeah it's, yeah, just it's a, interesting you know, it.
0: you know the shift I mean
1: for years it was the same thing with Democrats for all those years where Republicans had you know they were losing 60 to 40 before they started too
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's just it's flipped I don't think any beliefs around here are flipped or anything people switch party affiliations yeah
0: but, you
1: know, they, they're believing for good or bad they're still believing the same stuff that's yeah. been for how many ever years it's just it, the party they feel that aligns with those views more is switched.
0: Uh, I remember talking to uh, Dr. Ray Rabley up at uh, pitt Johnson about this, was saying that exactly what you just said. It's not the people whose ideas and attitudes have shifted. It's just that the parties have scrambled quite a bit, you know. And, you know, yeah. as you said, within the last four years on, on, on steroids, but, you know, if you look at any statewide race, the, or how, how people voted here, I mean, this has been shifting red uh, for quite some time.
1: Yeah. If you look last time elections around, if I remember correctly, Governor Wolf and Senator Casey didn't even have claim campaign stops here. Right. When, and most recently, you know, so yeah. you would never see it 15 years ago. It would be unimaginable that those Democrats on that level would not stop. In yeah. Johnstown, and now it's it's not happening. And you know, by far the people reaching out to me now in advance are saying, uh, you know, our, our Republican candidates reaching out saying we're going to be here. And uh, I know Connor Lamb stopped in here, and the campaign didn't contact anybody, so mm. we didn't know the paper, and so that was that. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: But yeah, it's changed. So.
0: Certainly. Okay. Dave Suter, Tribune Democrat, joining us. And so now we can look toward some big statewide races uh, next year. And, of course, Pennsylvania is really going to matter, as uh, even at the federal level, because there's going to be a battle for control of the U.S. House of Representatives. And uh, these seats here in Pennsylvania are going to matter a great deal. Once again, uh, the congressmen who sit in these seats uh, locally— represented here, are generally safe. Um, but I'm sure that there's others, some other races that will be contested. But I'm sure that uh, st- uh, statewide, the big ones, obviously, Governor and uh, Senate.
1: Yeah, the local congressman, however, that map ends up being drawn, unless you did something weird where you're like, like putting bases in Pittsburgh and stretching out this thin line to mm-hmm. their homes or something. Yeah, there. It, it, I mean, there's so much red territory around Johnson, it just, it's, yeah, those, are, those unless something really unexpected happened, won't be close races right. regardless of who the candidates are. Um, yeah, it's, it's the governor and um, state, uh, the Senate race that's going to be thing. And I imagine we'll be getting some candidates here, you know, for those races to, you know, do their thing. Yeah. Uh, my goal so is to get the lottery here very soon and just be on a beach somewhere drinking <laughs> drinks with little come on, man. and watching the waves crash <laughs> and get <together. laughs> somebody just for an hour and then get out of the water and be like, I'm done swimming yeah. more drinks. So So,
0: so that's when's the this gonna So when's this going to start to get heavy around here? Because I know there have been some candidates that have already stopped, as you said. But, you know, uh, March, April, you know, I I mean, is it primary season? Uh, Has this started yet? Um,
1: I don't want to give a name in case the event falls, the meeting falls or anything, but I am scheduled to meet with a governor candidate on Thursday.
0: Interesting. Interesting. So it's it's, it's going on right now. So, you know, I'm, 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 I'm certain of that wow wow well here we go it's going to be a another contentious year around these parts and so <laughs> brace yourself people oh,
1: <laughs> oh yeah i'm going to be just uh i'm going to be seven as well i'm just going to be like snapping at everybody and tell me like how did was the thing tell people to go to hell and you make they think they're going to enjoy the ride i don't know if i can tell them uh, they're not, going to enjoy the
0: oh uh, <laughs> yeah well good luck to you man well hey Thanks. um enough on politics here but i know that right now uh that you're working on some interesting projects including one with our friend Josh Byers that i think is uh just uh just fascinating um about our region and uh, something that a lot of people are aware of but we've never really done any big analysis on this subject that you're working on right uh
1: we've done stuff in the past but it's been years and we've we just came like, realization. we were writing about stuff, but just around the, you know, covering it, but just the corners of it here, and not getting like winded. So Josh and I, with mm-hmm. Tom Slusser's photographer, and then Renee and Chip, always, you know, uh, working on the process. And uh, what it is is going to be a look at homelessness, public housing, transiency, poverty, and blight, and how it affects the city. Mm-hmm. And you know, all those things factored together, and tried, I did the um, first two interviews here on Monday, and then uh, just kind of going forward, we toured Martha and Mary House today, and uh, kind of talked to the director about everything, and what, what that place does, and how, you know, the transition, and how it's there to, yes, provide you shelter and help, but also just teach you how to do day-to-day, you know, and get, and Get the services you need and try to figure out. Go find a place to live and things yeah. like that. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be called. I don't because it's still kind of yeah. in development. But tentatively, it's supposed to run in the middle of December. Yeah.
0: So, well, this. The well, these subjects really branch out into uh, you know not just the so- sociological and psychological factors that are involved with this, but my goodness, I mean, this impacts. Just about every subject matter uh, concerns this area, and that includes obviously uh, crime, it, it, uh, education mm-hmm. around here, the economy, all that stuff, and you know, especially within the city of Johnstown. this is, uh, uh, this is a, a very interesting subject.
1: Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, Josh is going to handle a lot of the education aspect of it. Mm. He knows that like, infinitely better than I do, and I'll be doing uh, other things associated with it. But yeah, you know, poverty level here in in the city itself is. Um, I remember years ago it was around thirty three percent. so I was always just say one third, mm-hmm. one third, and uh, now it's it's up to you know thirty seven, thirty eight, almost thirty nine percent. It's wow. going to be forty yeah. soon. Uh, you know, combination of different things with that. Uh, you know, just economic factors, and then also you have the population drop. The population last, last census was 18,400. People are still, they're, oh, say, they're leaving Cambria County where they're in a coffin or a car. I've said that before. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. happening. Nothing has stopped. It was another 12.2% drop in the last decade. Wow. So you do that, and when your poverty level remains relatively the same, but your overall population drops, so yeah. that just raises your poverty rate. Mm-hmm. And there are other factors, too, but it's, it's here. Uh, part I'm interested in, and I mentioned this to other people and I'll have them say, and they will promote the things, you know, you get the, the rah-rah marketing crowd telling you oh, this is also great and all this and that stuff. And, but they'll also say, you know, and this is not knocking any place I'm going to mention my name, but they'll say, Oh, you can do so many things here. You know, And, uh, you go kayaking in the afternoon and then, you know, go out to dinner at one of the restaurants downtown and at night and I said, well, the restaurant you're mentioning is $100 for two people to go there. And the kayak is not cheap. I said to 40% of the population, we say I spent my afternoon kayaking and I went downtown to and hung out and did that stuff. You might as well say I went to Paris
0: because
1: mm. mm. it's the same thing. It's a completely disconnected world from their yeah.
0: lives. Yeah. And
1: even though it's three miles away, yeah. it's not the same thing. And so you got to figure out how to build up and you do want to develop and everything
0: but
1: you can't leave everybody behind for pretty things Mm. you
0: know fascinating subject so look forward to uh reading that ben if anybody wants to reach out to you dave Suter, what should they do
1: uh my email address is d s-u-t-o-r at trip t-r-i-b-d-e-m dot com and twitter is at dave underscore Suter.
0: once again dave thanks for taking the time today for a great conversation.
1: All right, thanks, bud. Talk to you later.